0: Bondcast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Mighty Bombers. My name is Jamie. No, I'm Nick. Mate, uh, we played St Kilda in a community series game and I was there and unfortunately we went down um, but it's like we weren't playing for sheep stations, that's for sure. Um, And uh, we saw in that last quarter we had a Whole heap of opportunities, um, and you know we didn't kick very straight. But you know, look, I'm not throwing out the baby about the bathwater. Um, <laughs> watching that game.
1: Yeah, I mean it's one of those things. Um, you know, we, we sort of had a, a chat after the game, and the biggest win for us was uh, you know no injuries. That's what you want from a preseason game. Um, certainly a lot to work with. Uh, I wouldn't be alone in, in not being super happy with how we move the ball and our, um, our uh, ability to uh, hit targets and, and all the rest of it. But, um, look, at the end of, it, end of the day, it's a, it's a practice match. Um, hopefully the boys have got the rust out of their systems uh, just before we get into the proper season. But, um, yeah, look, it was... Uh, I suppose it's good to see some competitive footy, um, even though the the quality of it might not be up to scratch just yet.
0: Um, uh, just as a brief note, mate, um, after the first break, we're lucky to, enough to have Paul Cousins join us. Uh, he'll be answering a few VFL questions we have, and uh, Paul's always very generous with his time, so I'm looking forward to that one.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it's going to be a fantastic opportunity to have another chat with him. I mean, it's, it's almost a yearly thing. We, we um, are very fortunate enough to uh, be able to get some of his time and uh, very thankful for that, Paul. So, yeah, great to have another chat with him.
0: Yeah, now getting on to the game on Saturday. Um, obviously, the sad news we heard uh, prior was obviously the death of Rod Marsh, and that was followed unbelievably by the death of Shane Warne. I just I know we're a footy podcast, but how did that news hit you? Uh,
1: it, I mean, it's always one of those things where you know you these icons of um, you know whether it's sport or you know whatever it is, whether it's you know, musicians, actors, whatever. Um, sometimes you look up to them and you almost expect they're going to live forever. Um, you know, Shane Warne. You know, growing up, he was he was everything in cricket. Um, <laughs> like. I don't, yeah, you know, think I'd be alone in in remembering Ashes series filled with with him and McGrath just uh, ripping through oppositions um, left, right, and centre. And um, you know, as always with Warren, he, um, he he just seemed like such a character. Obviously, you know, I've never never met him or anything like that, but every story you hear about him was, you know, he he uh, he was a, a true man to himself. He knew what he wanted. He he did what what he felt like doing and yep it got him got him in uh plenty of trouble here and there a few spicy videos um you know made media coverage but you know that that was that was shame worn for for better or worse um you know for you know it's it's sort of um said previously that prior to him you know picking up the the bat and ball that he, he was pretty handy footballer as well i just think you know perhaps he's uh uh determination um, uh, you know, toward training might not have been at the same level required uh, of a VFL or AFL level footballer at the time but um, yeah, certainly just seems like one of these sporting icons that you think you know is, is going to be around forever so it's a bit of a shock when they when they're gone mate. Yeah, of course
0: before the game uh, there's a moment of st- uh, silence sorry for the um, Shane Warren and. Obviously, he was a passionate St Kilda supporter. Um, so, you know, obviously, the, the crowd was very, uh, you know, very invested in honouring, you know, the, the minute silence. Um, and, yeah, and, ju-
1: and just on that, James, um, they actually ended the minute silence at 7.08pm, uh, and that was to commemorate the number of test wickets
0: he took in his career for Australia. Oh, I didn't pick that up. Well, that was a good Oh that was
1: that was only on the commentary, so that's wow. one of the from watching at home. But 708 wickets, mate. That's that's yeah. not a
0: bad haul. Yeah. Yeah, it's an unbelievable effort really because um, and I know uh Murley ended up winning, but let's uh yeah in terms of the, the wicket mm. total. But um yeah, I know which bowler looks like he bowls more over the arm and, <laughs> than Murley, <laughs> <really>, is. <yeah. laughs> Uh, if we remember that old chestnut, but um, yeah, no, the game itself—I'll uh, tell you what—it was a bit troublesome uh, early, just the way we were playing. As I said, it's only a practice match. That's the way I kept reinforcing to myself. You know, don't mm. you know, get too, you know, emotional about this. This is a process before the season. But um, yeah, I was, yeah, just some of the ways we were transferring the ball was. Yeah, you know, looked like it was just throwing the ball under the boot and we've seen that over many seasons. Um never seems to work. And another thing that really jumped out to me was how many times multiple players would jump at the footy and leave the ground space mm. just open for the Saints to run onto. Um yeah. again, you know, these are kind of things that again, it's a practice match, but we'll want to have their mind out because you know, round one against Geelong, it's a tough opposition. Um, and, you know, uh, Stengel for Geelong, by all reports, is, uh, you know, really turning heads. And, you know, when you think about Cameron and Hawkins and so forth, we've, we've got to have our backline structure stronger. We don't want to um, provide too many opportunities for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I guess one thing that, We've, with our, our cobbled together back line, Like, don't get me wrong. I, I I love them. Everyone loves them. They're all, you know, doing as much as they can. But uh, the one thing that we've constant, consistently done for a long time is almost allow cheap goals out the back, and that's through the guys, um, you know, all flying at the one footy, and then the ball goes out the, the back. Um, you know, we saw uh, Higgins be able to jump onto one early, um, and uh, you know, lay the handball out. Uh, So they they got the first goal. Um, But as you said, like those, um, like the panic kicks out of her back line. Um, You know, I know he's a a bit of a whipping boy at the moment. um, But McGrath, of mine, um, you know, he was guilty of that last year um, over and over again. And we all know he's he's a great player when he's up and about. But those dump kicks out of the defensive half, uh, particularly when they go straight to an opposition player, obviously that's not his aim, but um, that's where it went. Um, that's something we really want to see out of his game, and I think um, he's one that does get judged harshly because we know he he can be so important for us. Um, and yeah, so certainly, like obviously, I'm not putting it all on McGraw, but I mean that's that's one area of the um, of our game that we really need to iron out um, because those dump kicks, as you say, they often come back with interest. Um, but further to our defensive woes, our, our forward line woes um, uh, seem to sort of shine out there as well. And again, it's a, it's a cracky match. Um, but Peter Wright, he, he dropped a, a real sitter, um, sort of landed in his bread basket, um, but uh, he dropped that one. So, yeah, there's one, There are ones that you really need to take. Uh, you get limited opportunities as a forward. Um, so you've got to take those. And unfortunately, whether, the, whether it's a slippery night out there, I um, obviously don't know, I was sitting on the couch nice and comfy, not um, not in the elements uh, as all the players were. But, yeah, certainly dropped marks seem to be a bit of a theme of our game,
0: particularly that first half. Uh, to be fair, mate, I was there, the roof was closed. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this, um, there's always a bit of due... Uh, um, and the ball can be slippery at Marvel, But, um, yeah, no excusing him because we, we dropped a number of marks. wasn't just Peter Wright. I think Guelphie may have dropped one that looked pretty, you know, regular. regular. So there's a few opportunities we let go. But, um, yeah, I just felt we could have, um, you know, had, we, we had more opportunities. And, and obviously when you look at our point total for the night, um You know, it was pretty high, and that was mainly because, you know, just seemed to be lacking a little bit of composure. Uh, But, you know, I think mostly, from all accounts, the last quarter, I really felt we dominated that, and and maybe not on the scoreboard, but definitely um, with opportunities.
1: Yeah, yeah, we certainly did. I mean, just like, I just, I mean, my my brain just works through God. Chronologically, I just want to pick up on a few things, Jay. Well, I thought Baldwin showed some real intent. Like he, he came up uh, in that first quarter and took a really nice mark with his hands out in front. And that's certainly something we haven't seen for a long time uh, in the Bombers forward line. Uh, took that on the flank. And later on, we saw Perkins uh, try to shark one from the ball up. And I thought, um, you know, even though, uh, you know, at times, I wouldn't even call it fumbly. He just wasn't uh, fully assured uh, with ball in hand. I thought the way he moved was was really dangerous. And that seemed to pick up as he went through the game for Perkins. Um, um, but just the way he was able to, you know, sort of crumb off a um, contest there, I thought was really promising. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, when I was choosing my uh, 22, you know, some of you may know, I, I I sort of left him out of the side because I, I wasn't sure where he, Fit in, I thought we need a small forward. Deb Smith, I'll see is our um, most likely small forward. But with that movement, he showed um, definitely reminded me of what he's capable of. So um, um, I was, it's good to see Archie Perkins um, up and about. Um, and then, um, yeah, we saw that uh, play where Merritt kicked to our pocket, um, and it was a tough contest. But as it sort of came to the ground, Baldwin again, he just um, threw a boot at it. And, um, yeah, the obviously didn't go through for goal, but I thought it was really clever because you need to sort of scrap at times. And uh, uh, I thought it was really nice. Um, uh, it was really good to see that he's, he's endeavour for it. Um, but unfortunately, soon after that, we saw a Draper uh, get a free kick in front of goal and he shanked it, mate.
0: Oh, so, um, look, at, it's pretty evident. He hasn't got the nicest ball drop. Yeah. Um, and you know, you've got to take the good and bad with Sam Draper in that regard because, um, you know, fault the hand for some big men is harder than others. Um, but I, I must say, uh, like he had endeavor, he's probably, you know, Rowan Marshall's a very good ruckman on his own, you know, mm-hmm. so it was, it was a stiff opposition he was against. Um, I still liked his endeavor, you know, I felt like he didn't win that many. Hit out so, you know, in a, to advantage, but um, it was just good to see him get through unscathed. You know, with yeah. uh, with him, it's just going to be getting more and more games into him. He'll make better decisions, and yeah, I, I really hope they're putting a lot of work into his goal kicking, um, especially around the thirty meters out, because they're the ones that really hurt you when you you miss your opportunity. Um, yeah. So. He's, um, he's still a work in progress. We forget how young he is, mate. And, you know, when you had his uh, knee injuries in the past, mm. you know, he's still quite inexperienced. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I, I'll give him a, a, a bit of outs on that because, you know, I just think that, you know, he's, his best football is great to watch. And he even took a few of them on there on the night, mate. He, mm. Um he can get a bit of speed up, you know, on for a big man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. he can. That was that uh, that play where he just uh yeah went to run through right in the middle of the ground and as you say, got a good burst of speed on him. Um and it was good to see in this quarter, we saw uh yeah, red dog jump up a uh, launch another bomb from 50, which he uh done a few times last year. So it seems like we've gone To that policy again, Uh, unfortunately, he tried that later in the day and uh, the Saints were right onto it and squeezed him for space, but it was nice to see him uh, kick that one. Um, But, uh, yeah, then we saw, I suppose, the beginnings of um, our our woes with turnovers. Uh, You know, the Saints throughout the night scored over and over again from turnovers. Uh, Gresham in particular seemed to be one who would lap those up. Um and uh yeah also memory was a beneficiary of, of some of those where um you yeah, know the Saints had to get the ball back and memory presented it as a target. Um and uh, yeah he he duly slotted it when he um when he got the opportunity. Um and we uh, we finally did see some, some good ball movement uh from, from Caldwell. Um you yeah, know I thought he was really good in the clinches, uh, but his ham grabbed the footy. He just kicked it blindly forward uh into our forward fifty and it just wasn't to Bourbon's advantage at that stage. And look, Bourbon to his credit, um uh you know, harassed the defender. Uh and uh that was Josh Battle. And he was pressured and they the ball went out on the full. But I just thought, you know, for for Ham, um I I'm a am ai am a big critic of him. That's I suppose I have to um say that. Um, it's not because I don't believe him in the player. I, I believe in he's got the skills. He's got um, really good run. Um, when he lowers his eyes, he, he can have a really good kick on him. But the, um, I guess for mine, it, there's just a lack of composure when he does have the footy. When going inside 50, he just seems to slam it on the boot. And I don't think it helps us um, all the time. I, I do think he, he does have the tools to be a, uh, a handy footballer, mate, but um it's stuff like that where you think, oh, when we're really tight for, you know, first 22 uh, or even 23 with the, uh, with the extended bench, um, that's the, the thing for me that, um, yeah, means he's, he's playing twos more often than not for mine. But obviously, uh, in saying that, uh, you know, he played, what, 20 games for the club last year. So obviously, the, the coaches see a lot more. In uh, in hand than uh, than we see uh, on the park.
0: We'll say um, on Ham, he, he looked noticeably bigger than he has in the past. So mm. he's obviously like I know he's been all whippet, but yeah, you know, just being at the ground, I don't know if it showed up on the TV, but he did look, yeah, you know, well to me, noticeably larger than what he did last year. But yeah, you know, was that evident on the TV coverage? Uh,
1: like it, it was a bit, um, but I guess it's for mine, um, it, it's it's great to have a bit more size. But yeah, you've got to use that size, like actually go in at the contest. Um, there was one uh, in the third or fourth quarter where uh, we tried to lock it into our end. Like Devin Smith was scrapping for it on the ground, and for mine, when I saw that bit of play, I thought, yeah, Ham had the opportunity there to swoop in grab the footy, run away, run away and, um, you know, run into goal. Uh, but he stood back on the contest, um, you know, as if he didn't want that contact, um, you know, and there's any, a number of reasons for that. Um, again, I'm there sitting on the couch. I'm not the one putting my head over the footy. But um, that's the kind of thing I'd like to see him do, I suppose, show a bit more physicality um, toward the contest um, to, you know, to to Really lift his game, uh, I suppose if he wants to cement a spot in our best 22,
0: yeah I, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, what else did you
1: notice, mate? That, yeah, so, I- um, King, like Max King, um, started to be a bit of a, um, uh, a presence, he wasn't present all the time, but like when the ball got kicked in his direction, he'd quite often mark it. Uh, later in the game, we saw laverdi obviously uh, demonstrate his frustration uh, at that. Um, I, I suppose, yeah, you know, King, he, he's obviously filling out as a as a forward there as a more senior player. Um, and when he does get his hands to the footy, he generally clunks him and uh, and kicks straight. Um, so uh, yeah, I suppose that for mine demonstrates, you know, when you've got a, a really strong um, marking for geez, it's a, it's a big advantage in footy, uh, particularly when they're marking them inside your forward 50, as we saw later on when Peter Wright got going. Uh, but in that first quarter, we just uh, looked a bit sloppy. Um, but in the last minute of that last quarter, we we did move the uh, ball around a bit smartly. We um, you know, s- slowed the play down a little bit and you know, picked our targets uh, before McGrath booted the footy. Uh, to about twenty meters out in front of goal, and that's where Peter Wright did jump out and take a great one on, um, a, like a great grab, uh, and went back to slot it. And I, I thought that was really good sign that he did come out and um, you know, take a you know, big one grab mark. Like there was no um, no fumbles in that; just nice and solid. Um, so that was really good to see. You know? um, and yeah, he's uh, going
0: to be an important player um, while well, we're waiting for you know. Harry Jones to keep developing and um, you know we're not sure what we're going to get out of Baldwin but I mean, like, we're not the biggest forward line in the competition mm. so Peter Wright's going to be very invaluable to us in that we need him to be a real presence to make sure that that defender wants to stop Peter Wright and not zone off and affect Harry Jones as well and then zone off and Affect Baldwin and and Stringer when he rests down there. So Mm. we need to really make him accountable and and make a dangerous option out of him because, as I said, we won't see these seven goal hauls like he did against the Bulldog every week. But, you know, with his height and he seemed more ready for the contest this year. I remember last year at the start of the year, I felt like that was really evident that he was lacking in that area. But um, to me, he seems that you know, much better at the contest uh, in terms of, you know, especially in the marking contest. Yeah, agreed.
1: Um, So we ended that quarter two goals, 4-16 to the Saints, five goals, 1-31. And as we started the second quarter, um, again, we saw Bourbon lead. um, But when the lead wasn't honoured, he then doubled back and laid a bit of a cheeky screen. And that's when Peter Wright came out to waltz into the hole, take a nice mark and go back to kick his second. And I thought that was really smart play. From Baldwin, obviously a set play that the um, Bombers have worked on there, and that can be the value of um, you know having a really good forward structure. I think uh, that's one thing that we've lacked okay, for for a long time. You know, you can put whoever you want in the forward line, but if they don't work together as a structure, um, you know what we saw previous years. You'd have Hooker and Stewart or Danoher and Stewart or. Um, yeah, whoever it was, they're all flying for the 140. They need to work as a collective unit. So I thought that was really good to see. That's, that's obviously something they've worked on there. So it was uh, good to see Baldwin um, yeah, sticking to the, the team structures there. Um, and then we saw a nice bit of effort again from Baldwin when the ball was uh, kicked out um, yeah, to our 50. And Baldwin was uh, trailing a good four to five metres away. Uh, but he made up ground quickly on Hayes, I think it was, and applied the tackle to lock it in. Our forward 50, um, which I thought showed a good bit of toe from the, the big bloke and um, some good endeavour. So there were really nice signs from, from Baldwin, um, I thought. And, uh, yeah, certainly, yeah, obviously there's been a lot of hype on, on Blitz and other sources, but, um, yeah, some of that seemed warranted that he's, he's worked hard. Um, but... Uh, Yeah, apart from that, um, you know, we got another crack uh, when Ham got the footy in our forward pocket and he sent it to big boy Baldwin. Um, Bit of a theme going on here. And he took a nice strong grab and snuck it through for his first goal. So I thought that was a good reward for effort from him. Um, Just before Mason Wood snuck one through for the Saints down the other end. So it was just a bit of a shame. We'd get a bit of a run, uh, but the, the Saints would answer very soon after. Uh, but look, you know, we had opportunities, um, but we saw Snelling drop a mark and then Guolfi, that's the one you mentioned before, Jamie, dropped that mark close to goal. Uh, and, yeah, it was really becoming apparent that our ball use and marking was becoming a real problem. Yes, it's a pre-season and, and we can appreciate that, but it's certainly not the way, um, you know, we'd want to be playing in the season proper, uh, whereas the Saints didn't seem to be having the same issue as Mason Wood again snaffled the ball one-handed to uh, snap through his second up the other end.
0: Yeah, and look, you're 100% right, mate. When you look at the side in terms of, you know, playing right and making the most out of the opportunities, uh, yeah, again, it's a practice game, but, you know, you're playing against really strong opposition round one, so, yeah, and look, even if you look at the side who was named, uh, you know, players that didn't play that potentially could have was Shield, Francis, Kelly. Mm. Um, I think any of those would have made difference to the side. And and obviously, there's still hopes that Stringer will play round one. So, to me, those four players are waiting to come in. Um, and you know, it's going to be really. Interesting to see how much data the coaching committee and the match selection committee take out of this match.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, uh, yeah, then we saw Draper, um, as we said before, went for a really nice run, which is uh, good to see. Uh, Just before Guolfi nailed a bloke in the middle of the ground, uh, twinest the footy, um, with the pill ending up in the hands of Peter Wright, who again kicked a lovely long goal? So, um, yeah, know, uh, he he'll, he'll never die wondering. He's, he's one I thought had a really impressive game for us. Um, so it was good to see him uh, lay a really good tackle there and get rewarded um, for it. Uh, and then we saw Archie Perkins. You know, he'd been lively in the middle and and tried to cue pass inside fifty, but. Uh, uh, you know, we, we did get uh, a free kick to Dev Smith, um, but he missed, which was uh, disappointing. And I think, um, you know, again, like whether it's small forward or whoever, like your opportunities are going to be limited as a, as a forward. Um, so you really need to make the most of those. So, um, need to be kicking those, Dev, um, which again is, is easy to save from the couch. Uh, but then we saw um, Ridley take another nice intercept mark uh, and deliver a bullet to our forward line. And Guelphy just took it like a slips-fielder, mate. Um, again, he missed. Um, and it was just a bit of a shame because in that quarter, like after getting within six points uh, in that quarter, we were down at halftime, five goals, seven thirty seven 37 to the Saints, eight
0: goals, 5-53, so 16-point deficit at the half. And as you say, Peter Wright, three goals to halftime. Um, and the other thing, I guess, it wasn't an inspiring game to watch, let me just say that, from the from the <laughs> stand. It was, um, yeah, a lot of, uh, what am I watching here? You know, I understand it's a practice match, but, um, yeah, some of the skill level was really low, mm. and as I said, I guess more pressing was the uh, decision-making. Um, you sometimes think, hang on, didn't I see this the last couple of years? Like, you know, you're looking for that dramatic change and um, you know, you just got to be patient as a fan. Like, I'm sure the club's have been working on it. Um, but sometimes when you see the same things over and over again, mm. um, you're wondering how much did they do in the pre season? What were they doing again in the pre season? But um, obviously, every club works hard. And um, in these pre seasons, uh, the motivations in these games, you have to question them sometimes because each club would be looking for something different.
1: Absolutely, mate. Uh- yeah, Bruce free footy, which, um, which, which was called by Sarah Jones uh, in the commentary box. And I think that might have uh, filtered its way down to, to our coaching box because soon after we saw a bit of a change in our defensive mindset uh, because I'm sure that's not what Truck wanted to see. Um, but after that half, Merrick came off. Um, he'd obviously done enough work. I think he uh, racked up the 17 or 18 disposals in the half, mate. So he'd uh, done his job for the day. Um, unfortunately for the Saints, um, Billings came off with a bit of a hammy. He, he did look a bit distraught, uh, the poor bloke uh, sitting on the bench there. So hopefully he's not out for too long uh, because certainly that's not what anyone wants. Um, you know, bloke's missing out on the start of the season after, uh, you, know, you know, training so hard during the preseason. Um, to start us off uh, in that third quarter game, um, Cox started to bob up. He had a couple of opp- opportunities, um, but uh, yeah, wasn't able to make good use of them. Uh, and then finally, uh, yeah, after peppering our forward line for quite a while, uh, Langford ended up crumbing the pill and kicked one through on his left, which was uh, nice to see. Unfortunately, though, as was the uh, yeah, the... Uh, the day uh, soon after Membry kicked another for them to tack it back um, and uh, then we saw Parrish try to sort of bash and crash and um, unfortunately he couldn't get it done uh, by himself while uh, yeah, Membry got a 50 metre penalty um, after he got tunneled and he kicked another goal uh, which was disappointing to see that yeah, the free was definitely there um, but uh, yeah, We had another chance of goal um, when we played a bit of pass-to-parcel in front of goal, but Ham's kick was poor um, and it went straight to the defender. It was very shallow. I think he was about you know, 15, 20 metres out. He had a, a very quick snap um, but just uh, yeah, didn't didn't have any penetration on it. Uh, and yeah, Really, we continued to butcher the footy uh, and drop our marks. And Again, I know it's pre-season, but that can't be the standard. Um, Yeah, I expect the coaches will be challenging the players uh, to lift over the coming weeks. Um, But then we saw Peter Wright um, come up the ground a bit to take a nice mark, and he pumped it in long to Draper. He clunked it in the pocket. About 20 metres out, and it was nice to see him go back and dob it, mate. Yeah, I
0: was sitting with my daughter at the game, and, When he took that mark after his first effort at goal, you know, I just called it to her. I said, "I think this will be a shank," you know. And um, yeah, he 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 put me to bed, and uh, yeah, in terms of went back and dobbed it, and basically just said, "No, I'm good enough to keep these." So, Mm. game restored my faith in him again to, you know, have shots at goal because, you know, sometimes you know, I remember in the Bulldogs game as well, there was a. Few of those he's missed, and they kind of get, you know, burn into your brain that you think this is going to happen regularly. So it was good to see him be able to kick one. It was quite direct, over you and know, straight through.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, mate, it was good to see that he wasn't satisfied with uh, just taking marks up forward. Uh, soon after, he went down back and took a huge mark, um, which was good to see. Uh, he's got a huge tank draper, so he's going to be really important for us through the season. Um, and then to end the quarter Hayes for them got a free and a goal and we ended up that uh, three quarter time down by 20 points so seven goals 11 53 uh, to the saints 11 goals 773
0: uh to start before martin goal. came on that quarter mate just um mm. uh, just wanted to mention i think he had 12 disposals in the quarter
1: yeah he did he looked good mate um you know i think uh he didn't look out of place which was great to see he showed some good disposal and um, certainly, you know, starting off that uh, first, uh, fourth, uh, pardon me, fourth quarter, um, you know, the had the first shot at goal. Uh, and while he missed, uh, you know, I thought he showed a bit of ability to find the footy and, and back himself. Uh, there was a couple of moments there where, you know, the ball sort of bobbled up in the air and he just grabbed it with one hand and tacked it under the arm a bit and um, uh, generally made good use of it. So I, I thought he had a really promising uh game and, and certainly he done his uh, chances no harm uh to you know, featuring early in the season uh in the 22 potentially uh you know there's going to be plenty of competition for spots and certainly if you're a good user of the footy uh, it's it's something you you definitely need um so uh I, I thought he played really well um you know for that uh for that half he played um Heppel came off um, yeah, for that fourth quarter he'd done enough. Um, likewise for the Saints Jack Steele went off for them. Um, and then uh, yeah, to kick us off, uh, we had a lot of the footy, Jane. Um, I reckon that first, yeah 12, 13 minutes or so. Um, yeah, we just had it um, almost on a string, you know, we saw Guelie have a shot, then Parrish tried a shot. Uh, no dice there. Um, Ham tried to run in for goal but again sent a rush to kick and he missed from about 40 metres out or so um, McGrath got a free kick 45 metres out but his kick didn't make the distance um, then we had another couple of entries but made nothing of it before the Saints went end to end fortunately got a point on that occasion but uh, yeah, it was just one of those disappointing runs where we had so much to the play but uh, our ball use was, was killing us uh, but finally, we did get one, James, after Parrish again tried to lift us and the ball ended up with Perkins. Uh, he had to be quick, but he made the most of his opportunity. He uh, uh, kicked a nice nice goal there. I think it was about 30, 35 metres out, um, quick snap there. And he followed it up soon after uh, with a nice snap too and we are back within a goal.
0: Yeah, he looks very exciting. Just the way he leaps for the ball too, Maybe, mm. Yeah. You know, I think he's around that 188 uh, centimetre mm-hmm. height, you know, which is a bit taller than our other midfielders. Yep. Um, and it kind of shows that he's you know, not scared to launch at a footy to take a grab. Um, yeah, and I think he's very promising. You know, yeah. Looks like they're going to give you some more midfield, midfield minutes this, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with our forward woes, I think he's going to play a lot up forward as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like the, the players were actually looking for him, like they kicked him um, you know, in the forward line to take a grab. He didn't take him all the time, but um, the fact that they're kicking to him shows they've got a bit of trust in his ability, which is uh, excellent to see. Um, unfortunately for the Saints, uh, Hunter Clark, for them, tried to bump Parrish with the ball um, Yeah, in that quarter. He came off second best and looked to have dislocated his arm or yeah potentially worse. Uh, and again, that's not what you want to see in um, uh, in practice matches blokes going off injured so hopefully he recovers um you know, sooner rather than later um we had another surge forward and and smith was scrapping for it um and that's that bit of play jane where i thought ham was uh sort of standing back uh we really could have uh you know tried to grab the footy and, and run uh call while later out of ping um and it looks good but uh hit the post i mean he kicked it on the outside of the boot mate um, had us all, uh, you know, on the edge of our seats. Um, then we saw Martin have a chance in the pocket, but, uh, you yeah, wasn't able to trouble the scorers. Uh, and then Draper could have had a shot, uh, but we stuffed it around, you know, tried to go back to Red Dog, but as I said, uh, you yeah, know, the Saints squared him up and, uh, you know, didn't allow him that room to, uh, to wheel around. Um, and then we saw Wanganin Malera uh, wrap up Cutler in a tackle, um, and I will tell you what, mate, uh, he's he's one that we we're all hoping to pick up during the draft, and you can see why. He uh, yeah, he, he looked a really classy player. Um, you know, pretty quick, um, very good use by foot. I um, know occasionally he missed for goal, but um, you know, certainly later on if he uh, <laughs> if he chooses to suss out his options, um, I reckon uh, we'd be we'd be happy to to take him. Uh, down the line. Um, wishful thinking, maybe. Uh, and then we saw in the last minute, King got a free with Stuart's arm around his neck. And he kicked the goal. And that's one thing. You know, I, I really like Stewart um, as a defender. I think he shows a lot of promise. He certainly shows a lot of endeavour. Uh, but he can't be giving away panic freeze uh, in the forward line there, like for the opposition, um, because it, it'll just kill us. Time and time again, I um, and that wrapped us up in terms of scores, mate, uh, and we ended up going down by 10 points. Uh, nine goals, 17 points, 71, to the Saints, 12 goals, 9, 81.
0: Well, yeah, I was interested too, uh, being at the game, I was surprised that um, Truck didn't pull the trigger and have a look at you know, Ben Hobbs for a quarter or Nick Bryan. Um, he elected to sit them off for the whole game. Um, yeah, I thought once um, Wanganee Malera came on and got the Saints up a little bit, I thought, you know, Truck may have just given Ben Hobbs a quarter of 40, but um, yeah, probably make him keener to keep working towards his first opportunity.
1: Yeah, I mean, who knows what what happens, um, you know, behind closed doors and all the rest of it. Uh... Uh, yeah, I don't know if there were any special conditions put on the match itself, where you could only bring people on if you, you know, um, put a line through another player through whatever reason, and they decided they needed more work from uh, from some players. But um, look at the end of the day, um, the boys you went out there um, uh, certainly had a, a, a decent hit out. Um, yeah, certainly um, the lesson uh, seems to be. They need to learn, work, work on their um, their ball use, uh, certainly going inside 50 as, as well as their marking. Um, hopefully we, we see plenty of improvement with regards to that. I'm sure we will. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, we, we walked away with no injuries um, uh, and just a bit of bruised pride, if, if anything. So uh, I guess you can't complain too loudly uh, prior to the season proper beginning.
0: And uh, after the game, Blake Carousella did the press conference uh, rather than truck run.
1: Yeah, so um, I didn't, I didn't catch that, mate. Uh, did you see, hear what he had to say there?
0: Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, he, overall, he thought it was a pretty good. Hit out. He, um, you know, noticed that. You know, he, he talked about uh, Kane Baldwin and uh, Nick Martin. You know, potentially pressing for round one selection um you know he talked about Jake stringer they think he'll be right um he spoke about Aaron Francis and Dylan Shield um and yeah he just basically said that you know they've been given a week off um and that they would uh all be available for round one selection um and I guess we're expecting Kelly to play I, I imagine I, I, you know, I think when you get a free agent, you generally play him. So whether he was managed, that wasn't really alluded to. So that's going to be a wait and see. But I I imagine they'll want him in the side against Geelong because, again, with that Tyson Stengel, um, the Cats have really missed that small forward. Um, So I think that'll add a different dynamic to their side. And... Uh, with Grime Myers uh, out injured, um, yeah, I think Kelly would be a good one because we've seen historically, mate, our um, backman get a bit nervous around those small forwards that <laughs> can uh, generate a bit of pace. Certainly do, mate. Um, yeah, so it was a, you know, basically, he wasn't concerned about the score. Obviously, he, you know, saw it for what it was. Was glad there was no injuries and. Yeah, um, basically said that they were, you know, basically in preparation for round one.
1: Excellent. Well, uh, yeah, if if nothing else, they've uh, they've come away unscathed. Had a bit of a run, got a bit of rust off, and uh, know what to work on. Uh, yeah, for a, it's only a bit over a week now, or so, mate. Uh, before we get into the season proper, so um, yeah, we'll all be looking forward to it.
0: All right, so what we'll do, mate, we'll have a break, we'll come back and we've got our interview with Paul Cousins. And you're listening to Don's Cast, and we're lucky enough to have Paul Cousins join us once again. Uh, Paul's been a semi-regular for us um, as our main uh, guest, and we're very thankful that you jo- agreed to join us again, Paul. Always my pleasure, guys. Sorry, I just
2: took a sip of my coffee at exactly the wrong moment. But, uh, <laughs> but no, always always a pleasure to come on. It's uh, you know, We seem to do this about this time every year, which is nice.
0: Yeah. Well, to always, um, we've got a keen interest in the VFL, you know, especially you know, can coincides in the 150th year of the club, and the VFL is part of that. Very soon we'll have an AFLW team as well, which is fantastic. But um, yeah, from a VFL point of view, uh, you're sticking around again for another year as president. They haven't got rid of me yet, mate. So, <laughs> <we'll>, um, yeah, <laughs> I'll keep showing up until they tell me not to. Yeah, and um. You know, uh, we're aware of how far you travelled uh, uh, to fulfil this role. And, uh, yeah, it's just a commitment. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So well done, Paul, because uh, it really does show a true love of the Bombers. No, nah, thank you, guys. Appreciate that.
1: And just uh, just going on with that theme of the love of the Bombers, uh, Paul, one thing we we keep hearing around the club, and it, and it certainly seems the case from a, a fan's perspective, is they're really... Um, building this, you know, there's effectively four teams uh, now, but but it's the one club. That seems to be the culture we're really building, you know, obviously, you know, VFL, AFL, uh, the VFLW girls, um, uh, you know, our, our sort of wheelchair basketball, uh, football team rather as well. Like, how, how much can you sort of speak to that? Uh, you know, do the VFL guys really feel included in that or, and how does that shape out?
2: Yeah, look, it's... Um... Yeah, That's something I, I give Truck a lot of credit for. He's really driven um, that strongly and um, to the point where he sort of, you know, came in and, and presented to our guys a couple of weeks ago, as he did last year, on sort of the history of the club and, um, you know, what what the club's about and our fabric. And, um, you know, I think it's important for for players who are playing for the club at whatever level that may be as you said the four teams or the five teams even with the with the wheelchair guys um as as well but you know whoever it is representing the the Essendon footy club I think it's really important that and I always say to our guys and you know we've got to jump a jumper presentation tonight and I'll say the same to those in the room tonight and that is that regardless of whether you're playing VFL or VFLW or AFLW or, or wheelchair footy or whatever for the club, you, you, you're now forever a member of the Essendon Footy Club, someone who's played for the club or, or been on the club list or whatever it is. And it's really important that um, I think everyone at at every level of the club really, um, you know, understands and believes that. it's not. You know, we've got a great history with, you can reel off the Watsons and the Maddens and the Herds and, the, you know, all, all these sort of um fabulous Essendon names and families and, uh, and whatever, but, and obviously they've, they've done a lot to drive where the club is now, but it's really important. I think that we not forget that, you know, guys who are playing VFL footy for us this year, um, you know, really putting in and sacrificing to, to represent the Essendon footy club and drive it forward. And, you know, that's something I've always really believed in. And, and, you know, since my time, Uh, the club started and you know lots of people before me but since my time at the club started that's something I've really tried to to sort of push across to um, people at all levels of the club that if you play for the Essendon Footy Club if you represent the Essendon Footy Club then um, then that's exactly what you're doing you're not doing it as a VFL player or as a Mm. you know that might be the case but you're an Essendon Footy Club person and player and you know where clubs are about people and Great clubs really value their people. So I think we've made some really good steps in that regard over the last couple of years.
0: On the playing field side of it, Paul, um, has the leadership team uh, been announced? I haven't seen that announcement as yet. Uh, Well, you
2: haven't missed it. So (laughs) no, (laughs) no, not quite, not quite. We're just about there. So I'm hoping there might be an announcement on that one um, tonight. Uh Joe Attlee and Danny Unan captained the club last year. And um Danny's retired, of course, after a great career for us. And um Joe's returned and and uh you know looks just in cracking Nick after sort of getting to the club after um some injury issues when he was at Port Adelaide and uh you know he had to work really hard for a lot of last year just to get his body right and um you know he's he's had a full pre-season, he looks in great condition was you know arguably our best player yesterday so he's ready to crack back in so you suspect his name will be somewhere around that mix and um, yeah we're, we're sort of fortunate um, that we've had some some guys with some good leadership capabilities come into the group this year as well so I won't preempt anything because I don't know the answer but uh, but when I do uh, the world will know hopefully as I said after the jumper presentation tonight would be good timing for that
0: and, of course, we've got the new coach, Brent Den, uh bomber legend. Or Everything old is new again. Stance is yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How about that? So yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, no, he's, look, he's really embraced the role. I think everyone who um, has known Stance through his career and uh, I was fortunate to be on the board of the club when um, Stance was playing with us for his last couple of years and got to know him a bit then and um you know i think everyone who knows him and has known him over the journey just really rates him as a human being and uh i think that's always a good starting point for a coach and um you know i think you you look for good human first and um he's you know his nickname as a player was humphrey um which which doesn't suggest he was the loudest almost vocal bloke going around but um He's really developed in that regard. He went and had a couple of years, well, several years as a development coach at Carlton and spent some time with their VFL program as well and has come back and, um, you know, you want to tell him to shut up. He's talking so much now. So <laughs> <laughs> I stance, if you're listening, I would never do that. By the way. But um, no, nah, He's been fantastic. He's really um, shows the group, a, a, you know, a great deal of care. And by the group, i mean the players and the volleys and staff and, everyone around the place. So, um, yeah, he's really uh, showing great care and and leadership with the group and I, I think, you know, the players are really buying into his message. So um, that's been a really positive move so far. That's brilliant to hear, um, especially
1: with, uh, you know, I guess we've got quite a lot of young players um, on our list that, that really require that that development. Um, you know, you look at a list and I, I think, you know, in terms of the AFL side of things, it's, it's easily... Well, for mine the, the strongest we've had in terms of depth for you know many many years um, you know we're, we're trying to do our you know pick your best 22 and, and all the rest of it um, and you'll you're easily leaving out you know seven or eight blokes who, who'd be easily called unlucky um, so with that you know in the VFL side obviously um, you know quite a lot of those guys will be playing in there to, to develop together Um I'd, I'd be interested to uh, I suppose get your insights as to that a shared development, both AFL and BFL listed guys in that like if, if we're all trading towards effectively the, the one program, um, obviously you guys might be doing more running than others. Um, but you know you look at your, your herds, um, you know, Wanganine who just got um, picked up recently, um, uh, you know, to even the VFL listed guys like Waitman, um, yeah, you know, as a, another young bloke, I, I've, I've always liked the look of um, Laguda. He's still on the list, isn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah, Bruno's yeah. Bruno's back at it again, and you're right. He's he's uh, a bloke who's had a lot of injury problems over the journey, but when he gets right, he's a terrific player.
1: Yeah, so like, I mean, for mine, it, it can only be a good thing when you've got all these guys strived together, especially when we think you know there's there's possibility that it'll be another COVID affected season, and we could see. Um, I mean, obviously there's been no announcements yet, but we could see us having to dip into potentially our VFL side to step up and um, uh, fill some um, spots in our AFL list. Like, is that sort of talked about in the club or is it more or less a, um, you know, play it by ear kind of proposition?
2: You can bet it's been talked about in the club. (laughs) Uh, You can bet it's been talked about among the players as well. But um, look, it's... I mean, it sort of goes, I think, without saying that your your prospects of your VFL program when you're an AFL-aligned club, uh, or sorry, an AFL um, club, you know, Mm -hmm. with a VFL program, that the prospects of your VFL program become quite dependent on the health and and availability of your AFL list. Um, It's important to put a really strong VFL list in place to to sort of complement that, drive a really strong and successful program, but um, also for those times when you know in the past it would have just been injury, but now as you say that the threat of COVID um, layoffs and stuff as well, where um, you know you might have to play virtually a full complement of VFL footballers in the VFL side with with little to no AFL input, and and even you know the the sort of possibility out there that. As you say, some VFL lists might be made available for the AFL program. So it's really important that you have a strong program in place. But from a um, you know from a VFL point of view, look, our, our primary function is um, to, to act as a development program to develop AFL footballers. Um, mm. You know, there's no no secret in that. We know we're a development program, and that's what we're here for. So it's important to put. Um, you know, really good structure in place so that when guys come down from the AFL list or um, are added to the AFL list or whatever to play with us, that, you know, they're playing the same structures and the same program as they would be at AFL level. Um, and, and it's important to have, um, you know, a, a pretty stable group of people in place for that. So, our list this year, our VFL list this year um, is probably on the younger side, um, mm-hmm. which sort of the VFL is trending towards anyway and have sort of mandated with some requirements around um, having to have a certain amount of young players on your list and, and playing each week um, to sort of drive the VFL in the direction of being a, a development program. So, um, look, we're quite young um, we're, we're probably really strong in that in that young age bracket. Um, the the top end of the list, um, as far as sort of, you know, your X AFL guys and that sort of thing goes, is probably a little lighter than a few other clubs. But we've got strength in other areas as well. So we'll be looking to to really develop those young guys in, in consultation, as you said, with the young guys and, and others coming down from the AFL list who you know, over the last number of years, like two years ago, you would have said Herdy and Josh Aaron, these guys are, um, you know, super young guys with a heap of mm-hmm. development needed and stuff. Well, they, They've sort of had that now for a couple of years. So um, suddenly you're right. The bottom of the list looks pretty different from an AFL point of view than it did even last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, it's it's important that we're there as, uh, you know, it's always important that we've got a really strong VFL program, but, even more so now with the with the possibility that, you know, some of those guys might be made available at the AFL level. So uh, we need to make sure that, that they're ready to go if that is the case. And even if it's not, that they're providing, you know, exactly the right platform for those AFL developing guys to, to come back and learn and develop in as well. Thank you.
0: And, mate, you wanted to ask a question about a player linked to the on his VFL program?
1: It certainly did, mate. I'm very interested in this one. Um, look, uh, Ronald Fayo Jr., like we saw him uh, briefly playing a couple of practice matches. And, you know, from... I'm sure I'm speaking for a number of fans here. Let's say when he's got the ball in hand, he is the best user I've seen for a very long time. Um, like, very sure of foot. The way he moves, um, you know, in and out of traffic, it's just beautiful. Um, but he, he was a guy that... Um, obviously needed a bit of development, a bit of confidence um, at that level. I think he was playing sample uh, sample reserves um, and that jump to playing against AFL-level players I, th- I think would be pretty big for anyone. Um, so uh, is there any credence to the the rumi- rumours going around that uh, he may be linked with our VFL ball?
2: Yeah, look, there's some substance to it for sure. It's, um, And I haven't spoken to anyone today, but to my knowledge it's not quite done yet um, officially uh, there's certainly been um, yeah, I think Ronnie made it pretty clear that he wanted to to stay with the club certainly we're very keen to have him um, from a, a VFL point of view as you said he's probably just needing a little bit of more development um, to to look at potentially having another crack at an AFL spot in the near future so and that's exactly what the VFL programs for as we mentioned so I think he um so he played our VFL practice match uh about a week and a half ago against the Bulldogs which obviously is a really positive sign to the fact that he wanted to be with us um and then I think he might have just briefly popped home um to see some family in between so he didn't play with us on the weekend um but um yeah look I'm you know everything crossed because he's a terrific talent as you said and um, and incredibly popular in the group and seems a lovely kid. So, um, yeah, everything crossed that that we can um, formally get that one across the line. I know it's been sort of widely spoken about as being
0: 100% done. I, I don't think that quite is the case, but I'm hoping that it will be. You Paul, you, you might have an experience of Back to the Future because it sounds like uh, AMT might be able to play some reserves footy at some stage or for VFL. and um, Even though we'd like to see him in the senior side, part of his fitness base would be, uh, I imagine, playing a few games in the VFL again.
2: Yeah, look, I think it sounds that way. And, uh, you know, um, know, he'd, of course, be incredibly welcome. He's a (laughs) a wonderful human and an unbelievable footballer. So, um, yeah, well, my first year as VFL president was, was Wallace last year on our VFL list before he got added up. And so I had quite a lot to do with him then. And um, I can't speak more highly of him. And, um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I think there's been some really positive signs recently. He's been back to the club and I think getting back into things. So, um, yeah, if he needs to come back through the VFL, mate, no-one will be um, happier (laughs) to have him than me, that's for sure. But, yeah, I, I think we all just really hope that he's well. And, um, you know, uh, if, if playing AFL footy is on his agenda, then fantastic, but really you just um, hope the person's well and um, he's such a, you know, I think any, everyone who knows him just adores him. So um, he's just such a good person. You really um, just, you know, want him to be happy and well in, in himself. And if uh, that involves a bit of footy, as we said, we can't wait. Beautiful.
1: Just with the um vfl season paul obviously last year was um uh yeah i i mean from from an outsider looking in it looked like everyone was flying by the seat of their pants no one was knowing yeah exactly what the um what the structure of the season was going to be there was the um i suppose the, the east coast uh, football league or whatever it ended up being called the vfl um i, I think it's still called the vfl but it was all up uh, the east coast um of australia so do you know exactly what the shape of the season is going to look like in terms of where you're playing, the teams you're going to be playing against or, you know, travel requirements, all the rest of that?
2: Yeah, we do. So it's um, it's essentially the same as last year. It's quite a lot more stable, as you said. That was um, that, due to the COVID sort yeah. of shutdown of the year before and everything else that was done on the run a bit. Um mm-hmm but it's much more settled and and sorted much earlier this year. So uh, one of the Queensland teams um, decided not to continue in the comp, but everyone else is. So I think we've got um, the the draw isn't absolutely set in stone beyond the first few weeks yet, but it looks like we've got uh, a trip maybe up to play GWS at some point and um, one, I think, to play Southport in Queensland. Which um, the boys will enjoy, especially if it's in about July or August. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, it's it's pretty settled now. It's uh, um, and that probably goes for our program a bit too, and and a lot of other programs. I think around the competition, it was all it all sort of happened pretty late last year, and um, you know through various factors, including sort of the the massive. Um, staffing cuts and that, that that happened in the comp a lot of people um, who, who unfortunately lost their jobs and and positions were made redundant and the like were involved in vfl programs around the place so there's been um you know really a lot of rebuilding of that in in clubs and including ours um, but we've got going a lot earlier this year where we're nice and organized as is the competition so um yeah i It was hard. It was great to get some level of comp in last year. It was sad that it finished the way it did, but um, we're just, to be honest, just chomping at the bit to get going again and and get some footy played. And it's just been really nice the last couple of weeks with our first few practice matches to get back
0: around the boys, to be honest. Now we know you've got your jumper presentation today. So thanks again for spending so much time with us. But last question, um, the boys had a practice match against the Pies. Um, how did they go and what was the result? Yeah, we did. We um, So we had one last
2: week against the Dogs, which we won, which was a nice way to start um, and showed some really promising signs. And then, as you said, yesterday morning we played the Pies out at... Uh, their home deck, which is still called the Holden Centre, which is interesting, um, given Holden sort of no longer exists. But anyway, uh, it's a magnificent facility. The ground's incredible, and it was um, yeah, it was a good place to watch some footy. We started really well. We were a couple of goals up um, in the first half before they um, sort of got on top a little bit. We ended up going down by about three goals from memory. Um which is kind of secondary during the preseason, of course. But uh the coaching group and stance were really happy with the with the guys and um the way they're sort of buying into the messages they're being given by the coaching group. And um, yeah, we showed some really positive signs. So I mentioned Joe Attlee um earlier. He was pretty close to our our best player, I thought, and uh young Patrick Voss, who just got added to the AFL list late in the draft. From memory, he um, was my first sort of live game look at him yesterday, and he's incredibly impressive and was terrific as well. So he's one to watch out for. He might be the biggest 18, 19 year nineteen-year-old I've ever seen. So.
0: Yeah, I told yeah. he's a bit of a beast. He I've, is um, an I've absolute, seen some
2: photos. Absolute beast, <laughs> that kid. So between him and Kane Baldwin, I'm glad I'm not nineteen again. <laughs> yeah. So. Actually, no, completely... was, yeah, sorry.
1: Uh, sorry, Paul. I know James said it was the last question, but um, no,
2: <laughs> just, okay. just to
1: be cheeky, um, so like, who are the players that are sort of really standing out to you? I mean, I know it's hard for the president to, um, yeah, to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, pick, your, to fav- me, yeah, pick, to to pick your favorite child, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but um, like, I suppose you know, with um, uh, I suppose now the retirement of, of Danny Eunan uh, from that side, uh, the, the forward uh, lineup's going to look a bit. Different. Um, yeah, that Waitman, he, he could a couple of goals uh during the Pracky match a, a couple of weeks ago now. He looked at an exciting player.
2: Um, he kicked uh kicked a couple yesterday as well and had a good day. Oh, brilliant. So I mean if he's one that
1: um happens to jump up into the side, um, because <laughs> we certainly need uh yeah, smaller forwards, but like are there any other players that you yeah, know maybe less less heralded um uh that you've that really sort of stood out to you?
2: Yeah, uh, from a, do you mean from a VFL point of view? Yeah, or VFL from,
1: point of view, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, uh, Sam Conforti is, mm. um, I know it's a bit of an obvious name because Sammy was with us last year, but he's just his first year out of, uh, I always call it TAC Cup from back when I was involved, but um, well, NAB League un- under 19th footy, um, it's his first year out officially, even though he played a lot of last season with us. Um, and he's um, sort of his body's maturities. Um, oh, he's a terrific player. He's an AFL prospect for mine. I'm, I'm disappointed for him that he didn't get picked up um, in last year's draft. But I think if he continues on his current pathway, he'll be on track to do that um, maybe at the end of this year. So he's one to watch for sure. Sammy, he's sort of played last year mainly as an outside mid on the wing. Uh, and that sort of area, a little bit of half forward. Um, he'll go inside the contest a bit more this year. He's sort of developed, as I said, some size and um, strength. So, yeah, he's one to watch for sure. Uh, flea Waitman's had a had a great couple of practice matches, and he's um, the the flea nickname works well both <laughs> for the historical Flea Waitman, but also uh, because he's very small. But He's a terrific player, I, I think ADFL from memory last year and um, apparently just racked up enormous numbers at that level. So uh, he's one who's who's come up and um, and looks really good, to be honest. So, um, yeah, he, he's another one. Um, Max Simpson was with us last year as well. Another young guy who, um, you know, is a good sort of 6'3 and sort of long-limbed and athletic and, you know, the kind of, you would have killed to be born with that body as a footballer for sure. So he's developing really well. Set off that halfback kind of role. Um, Cam McLeod um,
1: looked uh, looked a likely prospect from the Pracky match as well.
2: Sorry, say again for me.
1: Uh, I think it was Cam McLeod.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, Cam's another. So I think it's his first year out as well. He might have been Rebels, I think, from memory. Um And yeah, you're right. He he looks a terrific prospect. He he played again yesterday and played well. So. Um, yeah, and another uh, Tom Baker is another sort of tall mm-hmm. forward developing young guy um, who's who's a really big lump of a kid too. And uh, look, I could go on all day, but there's as I, I think I mentioned to you earlier that our our young talent on our VFL list is really strong. We've really the recruiting guys have have done a terrific job with that group this year, and um, that sort of there, there's a, a heap of prospects in that eighteen to twenty one year old sort of age bracket who. Um, you know if they can continue their development could be a real chance to, to both have an impact at VFL level and maybe get a look in at AFL level as well so um, uh, Billy Cootie was another one who um, captained Western Jets last year and played a couple of games with us he's uh, unfortunately he's got a minor injury and is going to miss a few weeks but he's um, really had a terrific pre-season other than that and um, sort of grown into his body and that as well. So he'll uh, he'll be another one looking to make a big impact.
0: Sam Durham and um, Gareth McDonough play yesterday? Yeah, they
2: both played and both played pretty well, actually. So Gareth's um, got a left leg, which is an absolute cannon and um, the, the club are really encouraging to use that. He's sort of figuring out that... that um, you know, the best time to to go with it and, and the best time to sort of hold off a bit with it. Um and sort of finding that balance. But he's a he's a mature age recruit, terrific person and um really great to have around the group. And as I said, when you see him kick it, you're blown away. So um he'll look to, you know, move up, I think, at AFL level sooner rather than later, particularly given he was added as a mature age recruit, which means they they really want him to play now, I would guess. Um and Sammy Durham, who also, they both came out of, ironically, both came out of Richmond's VFL yeah. program. But, um, yeah, Sammy had a, a bit of an interrupted preseason. He's played with us the last two weeks and uh, been really good. Yeah, he was really solid again yesterday. So he's uh, he's building and, um, you know, there's as you said, there's a glut of guys fighting for those last few spots in the AFL side at, for round one. So his name will be somewhere around that mix as well.
0: Thanks so much, Paul. We really appreciate your time and um, hope to touch base to you during the season. No worries at all, guys. Anytime,
2: always happy to talk uh, VFL and always good to talk to you guys.
0: Thank you, Paul. Paul. And you're listening to the Don's cast. Well, that was fantastic, mate, to have a chance to talk to Paul Cousins once again.
1: Yeah, it was, mate. He's uh, he's really good to talk to, and um, yeah, so generous with his time again, and indeed, um, yeah, with his answers, mate. I think uh, you know he seems to um, yeah uh, speak pretty openly to us. Um, there's obviously some stuff he. He can't go into, uh, in terms of things happening within the club and, and all the rest of it, uh, which you know, certainly we don't, wouldn't expect of him, but certainly the information he does give us is um, is absolute gold. So that's um, no, ex- excellent to hear from the uh, VFL president there and yeah, really appreciate his time with us. And uh, I think we were pretty lucky, mate, um, in some of the questions we did ask and, and the answers we got. Um, yeah, a couple of interesting things came out of it. Yeah, what, what really stood out to you, mate?
0: Well, you know, I guess the main thing for me was that, you know, the, it's going to be interesting to see what the leadership group looks like. And also, the other thing I took out of was, you know, how many players Paul could read off mm-hmm. um, that he's excited to watch develop, which is exciting as a BFL watcher.
1: Yeah, it is, mate. Um, yeah, and certainly for mine. Um, yeah, it would be great. Obviously, there's nothing set in stone yet, but it would be great if uh, Ronald Fio Junior uh, could join our VFL side. Obviously, it's the uh, the option being floated now, and it seems that talks have progressed um, to a, to a decent point. But it'd be great to get his signature because uh, he's certainly one that a lot of us had our eyes on. Um, uh, that, yep, absolutely, he needs a bit of development in terms of his, uh, I suppose, defensive. Um, side of the game and um, uh, and all the rest of it, but in terms of his ability with the ball in hand, uh, he, he would be a very very uh, good prospect to uh, to develop over the time. So uh, he'd be one that a lot of us would be watching keenly if he did join the VFL. Uh, but even just uh, you know how how he spoke about you know the, the makeup of the of the squad, and um, I, I was certainly uh, really happy to hear that the VFL guys are feeling like really included as part of the club that, um, you know, Paul's sort of words there, whether, you know, whether it doesn't matter which side you, you play for, if you're uh, donning the red and black, you're, you're part of Essen and its history and its fabric. And um, that's just fantastic to hear because certainly that uh, seems to talk to a more uh, inclusive and um, I suppose aligned club in terms of effort, uh, which Certainly hasn't appeared to be the case uh, for years gone by. Uh, we were a bit divided. Um, we, we seemed to lack direction, but now it seems like the club's really brought it together. And, uh, yeah, again, Paul Cousins, um, yeah, put a lot of that down to the work that uh, Truck Rutten has done. So, um, yeah, that appointment that um, a lot of us were like, oh, did we, you know, pull the trigger too early there or is uh, he the right person? Um it seems that's absolutely reaping dividends. So, um, yeah, well done to, to tracking the team.
0: And our, our VFL women side, mate, they're going strength to strength. They've had another big win on the weekend.
1: Certainly did, mate. Uh, yeah, 52 points, if you don't mind. Um, actually kept, uh, yeah, kept Williamstown scoreless in the first quarter. Uh, they kicked a goal in the second, then scoreless in the third. Uh, before running it out uh, to end on thirteen points, James, while to our sixty-five. So um, now nah, the the girls are just, as you say, mate, going from strength to strength. And uh, I tell you what, it gets me excited to uh, think, you know, if this is how VFLW is going, um, I, I just can't wait until we've got an AFLW side, uh, which will happen at the end of this year. Um, the makeup of that is still yet to be decided. Uh, yeah, indeed, they're still in talks with, with coaches and all the rest of it. Uh, but certainly Brennan Major has done a, uh, uh, an absolute mountain of work um, with the VFLW girls. And, uh, yeah, you know, can't be any greater kudos to, to he and, and the girls uh, for fighting it out because certainly it's taken a while to develop to this stage. Um, so let's, let's hope and they can go uh, a bit further this season. Um, you yeah, we made it to a prelim last year. You know let's make it to a granny this year and, and bloody win one. No, it would be great for the club.
0: Yeah, sure would. Um, so I think that's pretty much it, is it mate? Is there anything else you wanted to add um, prior to finishing off the show?
1: No, I think that's basically it. I think we've uh you know blabbered on long enough. Um you know thanks again to our listeners. Uh they've really got around us uh, this year again. Um you know for a, for a couple of blokes who you know, just love talking Essendon, it's uh, you know, pretty, um, uh, you know, I suppose, humbling that, to get the numbers we do uh, for our listenership. So thank you to all that, uh, that do, uh, well, you can't even say tune in, but uh, download the podcast. Um, yeah, really, uh, really appreciate it. Um, and again, feel free to send us any feedback you've got to uh, donscastpod at gmail.com or um, yeah, Twitter handle at donscastpod. Um, or, or indeed, you know, when we we'll chuck a message up on Blitz, um, you yeah, know, feel free to uh, give us a bit of feedback there. What do you like? What don't you like? Um, all the rest of it. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, have a. Um, you know, we'll obviously have a lot to talk about for the for the season. So, um, yeah, I'm glad we've got uh, a few uh, listeners along for the ride. Yeah, uh
0: they're always fantastic, and you know, always have some. Great chats on Bomber Blitz, so um, yeah, thank you for those who do leave feedback. We really do appreciate it, we're quite humbled by it. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to round one. You know, it's not far away. We've got the weekend off coming up, mate, um, and, you know, we, we may do a, a show on our best 22 and potentially a guest, so we'll see how we go for next week. Um And apart from that, um, yeah, I guess we'll end the show with Go Dons. Go Dons.